so I don't have my intro recorded yet, so I have to do my intro, I which is like so weird. Too. I'm just like, <laughs> okay. why don't I just have the intro ready? <laughs> I know, I did that too. And I think I accidentally like recorded over, so after we do it. Anyway, <laughs> I feel you. All right. My name is Alina Mendoza, and I'm a photographer, traveler, and creator and host of the Soul Mad Crowd. Today, I have my empowerment coach, Kahila Hedayatsede. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She's a marriage and family therapist turned empowerment and transformational coach. And I really just wanted to talk to you because you've been a huge part of my journey. And I know that you were born and raised in Iran, so... I have a huge desire just because of my friendships with other Persian people to go to Iran and then also because of this new idea that I have that would require me to go to Iran. So I wanted to talk about your work and, um, you know, about how um, growing up in Iran and being born there and then moving to the States, how that's really, like, transformed Mm -hmm. your work and everything. Um, So as I said, Kahila is my empowerment coach and we've been working together for about a year I think we started working together at the beginning of 2018 Mm -hmm. um and a lot of our work has been centered around changing my self-talk and um shifting my limiting beliefs that I have Mm, right so um I guess just start telling me about yeah. how you got into that. and Sure. Well, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. I'm really excited for your podcast and just the idea behind it. I think it's amazing to bring on people who have, you know, all different walks of life. So I'm excited to be here. Um, my journey with therapy really started, I was in real estate. I always say my old life. Um, I was in real estate for five, six years. And then my mom got sick and then I was taking care of her. And in the middle of that, I was like, you know what? I want to go back to school because I've always enjoyed the human mind and really why we do the things we do and how we grow. So that's how it started. And my whole concept with therapy was that if I can help one person, like I've accomplished my goal. And so as I was working in the traditional format of therapy, it just wasn't making my heart sing. So I decided to create my own practice. And so now I really work with women and really empowering women and having them break through their blocks, their mental and emotional blocks. And, you know, you and I have worked together. And one of the biggest parts is our inner dialogue that we have, that narrative that we have. And it's really based on traditions. And like you said, I I was born and raised in Iran. There's a lot of traditions that are in our culture. So Um, just kind of thinking about that it's like all right I didn't really follow a lot of traditions that I was raised with so you know and and I kind of like define life on my own so kind of my journey is now with everyone else like let's define life based on your own values and your own standards so that's kind of what I do now and I love it I love working with women and just really helping them grow into who they're meant to be Yeah. And I think a big piece of what I've been realizing also is even when I'm not like traveling, like this whole entire life is a journey in itself. Totally. And so I've come to that realization as well. And so a huge part of the podcast is like, you know, even though when I'm not traveling, like we're always traveling through other people's stories. So that's kind of the the newest thing for me that that I've realized. Yeah. So, um, you were born in Iran, um, and 
how many years did you live there before you moved? So I was to born and raised, and then my family and I moved out of Iran when I was twelve. Okay. And we lived in Germany for a little while until we decided that we didn't want to freeze our butts off in Germany. <laughs> and so my dad had the visa to the U.S., and we had a relative that lived here um, in San Diego. And so we called him up. We're like, hey, is it worth it for us to travel over there, or should we just move back to Iran? Um, and he was like, no, I think I should come and at least check it out. You'll like it. And we came and, sure enough, fell in love with San Diego. So I've been here for 22 years now. Wow. So came to San Diego and never left. Wow, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad you did because yeah, thank you. now you're here. <laughs> yes, I love it. And sharing your gift with everybody of, oh, well, you know, changing you. people's lives. Thank you. So um, going back to traditions, yeah. I'm always, I think that's what's so beautiful about like other cultures and traveling is that I get yeah. to experience other people's traditions when I'm traveling where you know, you may not be able to and being with, you know, a different culture and the people mm -hmm. and finding out what's important to them. Um, it's just, it's really beautiful yeah. um, to see. And I, what kind of traditions um, in the Persian culture are there that you um, kind of follow or maybe even didn't, you know, weren't a part of your life necessarily that you followed the traditions mm -hmm. but now that you're in the states like and through the work that you do mm -hmm. what traditions do you incorporate into your life and your work now yeah, I love that question I think for me one of the biggest traditions and my favorite is the uh, tradition of family like the gathering of family and just the closeness of it I think that's a huge one for me that's carried throughout my entire life and so you know, it's no matter what, we always have each other's back. Even if we're mad at each other or whatever it is, whatever the case is, the family always is united. Um, and in that, it really, it's not just the immediate family, it's the extended family. And even if it's just a friend, you welcome them into your family system. And they, no one ever feels alone in my culture. Um, and that's something that I absolutely love. You don't, you know, it's just... It, it's a, it comes from a place of love. That's what I would say. It's the love tradition in my culture, you know, besides the family. And, and that's something that really is ingrained in me. And when I work, in, even in my work, it's like my love and dedication to people is above and beyond call of duty because that's who I am. That was, that's the tradition that was given to me. So I want to make sure that it's passed on too. Mm -hmm. Um and we have a lot of, you know, the Persian culture. Well, you'll hear a lot of Iranians refer to themselves as Persian because we're so proud of the Persian culture, mm -hmm. which is really old, really, really old traditions. And we have like one of the traditions that's coming up. It's the Persian New Year. And there's a lot of different ideas and, um, you know, renewal process that goes into the Persian New Year. And so that's something that we've carried on into the U.S. living. And I plan on, you know, when I have kids, I plan on making sure that they're ingrained, even if, you know, their father is not Persian, that they follow that tradition because it really is, again, it brings the family together. It brings unity together. It brings the tradition of food and um, just gathering together. So I love that. And that's so... Um 
coincides with the work that you do is like this renewal Mm, and this transformation. Yeah. And I know everything that I've been going through, um, and what's been really resonating a lot with me lately is this whole thing about like seasons. There's a season yeah, for everything. Exactly. And we're in winter right now. And right. so like, you know, January 1st comes along and we all get super excited. And right. we're like, we have all these goals and all these things that we need to do, but kind of we're not really flowing. We need to flow with right. like the season of life really. Mm-hmm. And winter is a time of like, going inward and hibernation and so I love that your Persian New Year is it goes with the seasons like all your celebrations coincide with like the the seasons rebirth yeah so we celebrate literally well said by the way I love that everything is it has its own season you're absolutely right and we need to and you know when we get stuck in a situation in our life we got to realize that this is a season that's going to pass just like literally the earth has season that passes right people i know in the east coast are freezing their butts off right now right. <laughs> and so but they know this is going to pass like i'm looking forward to spring coming so the persian new year is actually we celebrate literally the shift of the earth shifting from winter into springtime so the we down to the second of the equinox shifting. So sometimes the new year is at like 3 a.m. In the, or sometimes it's like at 5 p.m. or, you know, and then to the minutes of the second. So, but we celebrate renewal. We celebrate rebirth. We celebrate a new shift into our life. So we welcome, so we, a couple of weeks before the new year, we do huge spring cleaning. So we get rid of the old, we get rid of everything that doesn't serve us anymore, and we make room for the new. Mm-hmm. So, and that's literally what the earth does too, right? It's they we get rid of the snow, it melts away, and the trees start blossoming, and new leaves come in. And so, you know, the, the concept, so the Persian New Year goes on for two weeks, and it's celebrated, again, with family and friends, and even... Um, if someone, for example, throughout the year you were mad at and you weren't talking to that person and you just didn't have a relationship, the entire premise of that is that you let go of that old, you know, whatever grudge, I guess you want to call it, or mm-hmm. just the relationship issue that you had. And then you forgive that person and you bring them back into your life. So it's like a renewed relationship too. So literally every concept around it is rebirth and renewal. So it is just such a beautiful tradition. That's so beautiful. Yeah. I'm like getting moved just thinking about it right now, honestly, because um, I think a lot of, absolutely with relationships, but I think what I'm doing with myself, it's like, I'm trying to do that with myself, you know, I'm trying to forgive myself. I'm trying to let go of any things that don't serve me anymore (laughs) and to release and let go of those. And having an opportunity to, you know, uh, yeah, just allow move. the new, yeah, 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 Let my new self to, you know, come forward and be like right. in the light. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Exactly. It's literally that is allowing yourself to come forward into a better, brand new start, right? Like you said, we start January 1st and it's like, yay, new year, whatever. So much pressure. It really is. It really is. Like, let's go through the winter months and then know that once spring comes, we have another opportunity of growth. We literally, we, we don't complain that the leaves are changing, right? From fall to winter. And then 
everyone loves spring because it's like brand new baby leaves coming in and the blossoms coming in and everything smells good and it's so beautiful. It's the same process for us. If we let the earth come into a new life, why don't we allow ourselves to come into a new life? To let go of these these really painful feelings that we hold on to. That's our fall and winter. Mm-hmm. You know, we should shed those shed leaves, those, those yeah. old leaves, and let them go and really make that space for the new thought process, new emotions to come in, uh, new opportunities to come in, new people to come into your life mm-hmm. that just really help you grow. And I would say one of the biggest things is let, is let love into your life. And that's what spring is to me. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Whether that's love for someone else or love for yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Just let it in. So a few years ago, I had a dream and I texted our mutual friend yeah. about this dream. And at this time, I didn't really know anything about the Persian culture really or mm-hmm. um, the traditions or anything like that. But it was during Persian New Year. And I said, hey, I had this dream that... It was either her or her mother was opening all of the windows, like mm. in this big room, very high windows, and opening all of the the blinds to yeah. let the light in. Wow. And she said, it's Persian New uh, Year. That's literally what we do, yeah. like, today. She's like, we just, like, o- open everything yes. and let all of the light in. That and is beautiful. I love, I love that. that that's coming up. I'm so excited yes. now, just, like, this time. Absolutely. Because I'm already starting to feel it now, like... January, I was so sick and, you know, and I was really hard on myself because Mm -hmm. I was like, it's January 1st. I have all these things I need to do, but it's really just like the transformation for me was saying, it's okay, Alina. Mm -hmm. You don't need to do those things right now. Something in your body is telling you that you physically cannot do those things right right now. Right. And to take time. And so now that it's, February, uh, you know, I'm so excited because I'm starting to feel this like energy mm-hmm. come back mm-hmm. up. So it's really exciting. Um, and then knowing that Persian New Year is coming up yep. too. Um, it's just a really exciting year, I guess. <laughs> it really is. 2019 definitely feels different. There's yeah. a lot of good energy with it. And there's just, you know, and you said it again, like going back into January, like we don't have to accomplish all of our goals, like in the month of January. I feel like that's what we all expect from ourselves. It's like, hold on, <laughs> like pump yeah. your brakes, come into the year and actually really recognize what it is that you want and go through the process. And then again, March, usually Persian New Year, so it differs. It could be uh, from the 19th to the 21st, so depending on when the shift happens, the equinox shift happens. I think this year is on the 20th. Um, but yeah, March 20th, kind of think about like, okay, I'm going to allow myself to be kind of renewed and be refreshed and let go of the old and bring in the new. So I love that you've made that comment of, this month I feel better and I feel like there's a change coming up. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah, there feel is. feel the shift, for yeah, sure. for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, thanks for sharing all of that. Of course. Um, when was the last time that you were in Iran? So I hadn't gone back to Iran for about 20 years. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I went back um, March 2017. Actually, I went back for the Persian New Year. Uh, yeah, it was... The most amazing trip, I would say, in my adult life. Um, So I lost my mom 2014. And so 
I needed to go back and like really I went back for her family all her family still lives there and just I needed that closure like I needed to connect back with them and and they needed the same thing so you know I went there and it was just it was the most healing trip and the most beautiful trip and I I'm so glad I waited because it was like perfect timing to go back mm-hmm. um and yeah it 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 didn't feel like it was 20 years later. I literally went back and just with my cousins, with my uncles, my aunts, like everyone, it was just like, oh, I just saw you guys yesterday type of thing, Aww. even though we had grown 20 years apart. And, you know, being in, in America and like having new traditions and obviously speaking a different language and, you know, so it but that wasn't an issue. It was just kind of like, it's so good to see you. Wow. So it was really, really cool. Yeah. What I know of uh, Persian people um, through my friendships over the years is this mass, the hospitality oh, of like God. walking into anybody's home and just the presentation even of yes. everything. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. Like they're welcoming you inside. They have tea. They yes. have snacks, oh God, like tea. all of those things. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people miss out on because I do want to touch a lot, a little bit on the stereotypes, you know, obviously Persian people are, and culture is beautiful, but the government Mm -hmm. is, is it's a different story, right? (laughs) So what the media portrays is just everything happening in the government. But what we're forgetting is that there's people behind all of this, just normal human beings like us that have dreams and goals and all of those things. So um, do you have any like particular stories or anything that just kind of um convey that I guess because I know when I've traveled to Morocco and Bosnia immediately people are like you're going to that country by yourself and I think those are definitely the most hospitable places that I've been people have thanked me for visiting their country yeah um you know despite the stereotypes of you know um in the media and same thing in in Bosnia like right. even my dad is very very carefree but was like very upset that I was going to mm. Bosnia which mm. was an unplanned trip but I met the you know I for the first time stayed with strangers mm. there was yeah. welcomed into their right. home right. was made tea was given their bed to sleep on for the night after traveling and um that's just what's had the hugest impact on me through my travels. And I know, and that's one of the reasons why I so badly want to go to Iran because yeah. I, I want to share these stories because I have these beautiful experiences because Absolutely. we're, we're all just human beings. Like we have these borders that in my mind are sort of imaginary <laughs> and yeah. shouldn't even exist. Right. And I agree. I so. think that's beautifully said. So yeah, in the I think Anthony Anthony Bourdain did a really good job in Iran of so imagine literally the second they find out that you are a visitor from anywhere. Even myself, I'm full Persian, right? But like they knew I'd come from a different country. 
um, they literally take you into their house. Like they want you to come there and have dinner with them and have, like you said, the first thing they do, any Iranian house that you go to, the first thing they're going to do is offer you tea. Like, I drank so much tea when I went back to Iran. It was like, okay, I'm all teed out. I just need some water. Yeah. <laughs> my, my uncle was like, there's water in the tea. I'm like, no. Not the same. Not the same. <laughs> I want clear water. Yeah. <laughs> but so literally, like, they just welcome you in. And everything that they have in their house is yours. Like, you're not a stranger to them. You are a part of their family they will cook you meals and meals and meals. Like, for example, when I went back, so I landed in Tehran, and my family lives by the Caspian Sea, which is like a five-hour drive. I landed in Tehran at, I think I got there at midnight or maybe 1 a.m., something like that, so it was late. So my uncle and his friend had come down and to pick me up, and we were going to travel back up north that same night. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, my uncle's friend who lives in Tehran was like, no, at least stop by for dinner. This is like 1.30 in the morning by the time oh I picked up my luggage and like we got out of the airport. It was like 1.32 a.m. We literally went to their home. I had never met this gentleman, his wife, and his son. We went to their home at 2 o'clock in the morning and this lady had prepped like two different dishes like two like stew dishes and like rice and like salad, like all spread out for oh, us my the second at we arrived at 2 a.m. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed. Like I felt so bad, even though like I know that's like our culture and that's our tradition, but I felt so bad like for imposing on them at like 2 a.m. And I was like, why are we going there? My uncle was like looking at me like, what's the big deal? They really like, won't have it any other do. way, though. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Like, let them sleep. And we were there for, like, two hours. Oh, my goodness. Like, ate dinner, had tea, had some dessert. And then I was like, I looked at my uncle. I was like, can we please go? It's 4 o'clock in the morning. Like, but for them, the host was just the kindest, the sweetest couple they were like, where are you going? Sleep the night here. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what do you, like, I just, I was just shocked, right? Especially having lived here for 20 years, like, you kind of lose some of that, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, U.S. isn't like that. Right. Right? We don't, we don't, we don't live like that. And even if it's in the Persian community, it's still not like that. It's not the same. We've adopted some of the westernized culture, which is fine, but it just doesn't have that authenticity of, like, the Persian culture. So, Literally, that's the Iranian people. That's who you're going to, no matter when you go, no matter who it is, if it's some guy on the street that you are asking a question for directions, he will invite you to your home. Like, that's who Iranian people are. So that's why I said we introduce ourselves as Persians and not Iranians, because we don't want to be affiliated with the government. Right. So the government has nothing to do with the people. Mm-hmm. We haven't lost our the basis of our traditions. We haven't lost the love. We haven't lost the drive to connect with people. Like, the reason why they get so excited is because, yeah, some people are limited. They don't have access to the outside world of, like, America because America is looked at as the devil in the um, um, government of Iran. So, but they just... They just want to connect with the outside world. They want to love people because literally for us, it's like we're all the same. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know racism until I moved to the U.S. 
Wow. Like, it was crazy for me to encounter racism. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's... But people don't talk about Iran like that because they think that, oh, we're all, I don't know, terrorists or whatever category they put us under. Mm-hmm. But it is so far from that. Yeah. It's so far from that. Well, I can't personally wait to go someday. Ugh, I know that we've talked about it, but I for sure... I would love to go with you to Iran. Yes, I would love that. My family would we adore you. Go. I know. <laughs> um, it's so funny because all you're going to do is eat and just, you know, sightsee, but you're going to eat a lot, a lot of food. I'm like, okay with I that. ate so much. I know, me too. It's like, oh, it's so crazy, but it's fun. It's wow. Fun. Cool. Do you have any personal travel plans coming up or anything in the works? Um, I am hoping to do for sure Costa Rica in the next couple months. Ooh. Yeah, I love Costa Rica. Um, I want to go there either, well, Thailand too, but one of those places I want to go and just kind of like unplug and write my book. So that's kind of the, the goal right now. That's what I'm my vision for the next couple months and we'll see what the rest of the year does yeah i can't wait to hear more about that i know i actually (laughs) have a book in the works also that i have a whole action plan for so you'll be happy to know about that very cool but yeah that's definitely why i wanted to talk to you about iran because part part of the book would involve me going to iran so i'll talk to everybody more about that later once it's like developed a little bit more but i can't wait this She's such an amazing writer, so I am so excited to read it. I know. This is the year that, like, one of my big goals is just to write more. Yes, so for sure. That's happening. Nice. This year. I am excited. <laughs> I am working on it. Yes. I am so excited for that. Not, no more trying. I'm just, I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I think I told you this, or I don't know, I, I was talking to one of my clients, and I was saying, when you tell your brain that you are trying your subconscious mind is going to continue to endlessly try and never actually achieve the goal. But like you said, you're working on it. So your subconscious mind is going to find solutions. It's going to come up with like, okay, how can we work on this? How can we make sure that this goal is accomplished? So don't tell yourself you're trying. Just say you're going to do it. And even if you don't know how, just tell yourself you're going to do it. You'll figure it out. Well, this is a little bit of a side note, but... um we have a friend that's also a client of yours and she's actually my accountability partner. So now that I actually like, these are the most important things to me this year. I wrote down all of like the little steps that, Mm. you know, it takes to make this happen. And now the first accountability meeting that we had was six hours. Wow. (laughs) And now like last week we had our, um, our weekly one and it only ended up being an hour because it's like, these are the things I did yep. this week, and now I know what the next steps are instead of just being overwhelmed by, right, like, right. these huge ideas that I have that seem impossible sometimes to to manage or to make happen. So yeah. I'm really excited that I have that going I on love that. this year. Once you get out of your head, it seems so much easier, mm-hmm. right? Because in our head, there's so many different ideas in there, and it's like, holy moly, I don't know which one to grab. But I love that you just said that. Once you see it, it's like... Bam, bam, bam. I got this. All right. Yeah. Let's There's no confusion forward. anymore behind yeah. it. Well, thank love you so it. much for joining me today. Once again, everybody, this is Kahila. Um, you can find her on Instagram at yes. meetkahila. It's M E E T 
K-A-H-I-L-A. And her website is the same, www.meetkahila.com. Once again, my name is Alina, and I'm a photographer, traveler, and creator and host of The Soul Mad Crowd. Best photographer. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Thank you.